Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the New Man Podcast, and I am your host, Sathya Sam. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I just wanted to mention, before we dig into today's content, that if you have been experiencing any technical issues with my podcast, or even just a little bit of confusion trying to get your hands on certain episodes or whatever, that's on me. I have just transferred to a different platform. Um, Basically, the platform that I did have uh, only allows a certain number of hours per month, and then you pay extra for every hour. And uh, given some of my podcasting goals, I should have thought that one through a little bit more. Um, That was going to cost me an arm and a leg. So I've just had to switch platforms. um, And there's a little bit of... uh, you know, transition pain that comes with that. So thanks for your patience there. Hopefully um, any technical glitches that have come will be sorted here probably in the next day or two and uh, we'll be off to the races. Um, I wanted to, to get into something that is, uh, I think, a really important subject. It is sort of concerning a matter that, um, you know, it's it's not a question that I get asked all the time, but given my experience with hundreds of men now, I would say it is um, a question that gets thought all the time. And, um, and sometimes, you know, when you're talking about men's issues, men are not always the greatest at being forthright about what they think about something or what they're wondering, um, especially if there's risks, risks of vulnerability, social rejection, or, you know, anything along those lines. Um, and anything that's really close to the heart, we, we tend to keep it there and it's very, very difficult for us to let people in. And um, anyways, I don't want to get too long-winded about that, but I do believe that a lot of Christian men wonder, do I have to ask for forgiveness every single time? Uh, Can I still keep my salvation if I struggle with pornography? Um, You know, we, we ask a lot of these sort of fundamental existential questions that are, um, that are delicately woven, I would say, through faith and through life. And, um, and because of the nature of something like a porn struggle where it's very taboo, and if you start asking about it, then you, of course, have to let people know that it's a struggle. Um, we tend to just kind of avoid asking them altogether. So I thought this would actually be a really helpful subject to broach. And um, I'm not going to do it complete justice, but I want to at least tackle a few of the, key, uh, the core elements of the conversation. So that's what we're talking about today. The, the real question at hand is, uh, number one, do I have to ask for forgiveness every single time I look at pornography or do something like that? Um, number two, I think the, the second question we'll go after is, can I lose my salvation over a porn addiction? And number three, uh, the question would be, um, or the question that I, I would at least like to address is, um, what does repentance mean? What does it look like in this situation. So let's start with question number one. Do I have to ask for forgiveness every time? Um, This is really actually a pretty deep-rooted theological question. And you basically have two camps. You have a camp of people who will say, anytime that you sin, you must ask for forgiveness. You must keep the slate clean um, because if it does not uh, stay clean, then you run the risk of um, a basically unforgiven sin 
and that could stop you from entering into eternity. That's that's sort of the basic premise there. Um, the other camp is that uh, you know Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. All sins have been forgiven, but rather we just simply need to um, uh, accept His forgiveness by confessing Him as our Lord and Savior. And when we do that, um, our sins are pardoned, sort of um, almost by default. Uh, which uh, is probably not quite the right language. That makes it sound uh, very lackadaisical. But, um, you know, there are very strong theologians who um, who are in this camp and believe that you, know, you don't actually need to engage in the uh, request for forgiveness every single time. Rather, you are already forgiven. And instead, your your goal when you encounter sin in your life should be to repent. And that, of course, is our third question. So I'm, um, I am going to take a little bit of a stance here and say that I do not believe every single time that you have a lustful thought or that you look at porn or whatever. I do not believe every single time you need to ask God for forgiveness and sort of clear the slate. And that's more a reflection of my theology. I'm always open to debate. And to push back, and I'd, I'd love to hear uh, any thoughts that you have on that front, but I do not believe you need to ask for forgiveness. I do believe that you need to repent, and we're going to get into that in question three. Okay, so so number one, um, not my personal stance and, and my belief is that you don't need to ask for forgiveness every single time. Um, and you really want to think about how this could impact your relationship with God. Because remember, that's what this is actually about. We are not serving some cold, rigid, distant master, we are serving a active, living, and relational God. And if you think about uh, your relationship with a, a loved one, so for me, uh, my wife would be an example. If I, um, if I had this problem that was really uh, impacting her, um, so let, uh, I'm just trying to think, uh, let, let's say I have an anger problem. So my temper's not great, and I kind of fly off the handle a little bit too easily, and it starts to cause problems in our marriage. And it affects the way I treat her. And um, the first time it happens, I come back to her and I say, babe, I'm so sorry. Um, can you forgive me? And she says, yeah, of course, like, I forgive you. It's fine. Maybe we talk it through. Um, try, to, try to see how we can stop it from happening again. And we carry on with our lives. And then a couple of days later, I fly off the handle. I, uh, you know, kind of resolve uh, my, my heat of the moment. And I come back to her and I say, hey, I'm so sorry, can you forgive me? And imagine if this just carried on week after week after week. It, it, it's actually not doing me any favors um, when I'm asking her to forgive me for the 50th time um, if that is all I am doing. And furthermore, um, the issue is no longer does she forgive me because she, of course, will continue to, um, to forgive me if she wants the relationship to be healthy. But the actual question at hand is going to be like, what are we going to do about this problem so that it doesn't continue any longer? So I think sometimes um, when you ask for forgiveness after the math, and that's kind of your main MO, that's a very reactive approach to uh, these affairs. And, and generally, it just uh, anything reactive is going to be less impactful than something that is preventative. And that's where repentance comes in. So um, that's my personal stance on that one. Question number two is, can I lose my salvation? Now, I, I don't get asked this one a lot. I mean, I don't get asked any of these a lot because like I said, they're sort of um, quiet questions, if I could put it that way. But um, on, the, on the matter of your salvation, um, I mean, scripture is very clear that your salvation, the only way you are saved 
is if you um, confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior and, and that you agree to turn away from sin and to live a life that is holy and pleasing to him according to uh, the standards of the Bible. So that is the basis for salvation. Um, viewing pornography does not necessarily um, negate that decision to follow Jesus, to turn away from sin, and whatever else. Um, it becomes a problem, of course, when you are consciously choosing to engage in sin on a regular basis. And that, of course, then would call into question, I suppose, how seriously you are taking your relationship with God and ultimately your salvation. However, I do not believe that it can uh, revoke your salvation, so to speak. Um, I do believe that we will have to give an account for everything we've done on Judgment Day. But as uh, assuming that we have, um, we have given Jesus permission to be our Lord and Savior, that we are letting him daily lead us and guide us into a greater life uh, of holiness, of um, integrity, and of, um, of, you know, just biblical Christianity, assuming we are doing those things, then we do not have to fear losing our salvation. And, and it doesn't mean that we're perfect along the way. I certainly am not. Um, and I, I believe that if I would have died during the 15 years that I was struggling with porn, I believe I would have gone to heaven because while I was struggling, I was making an earnest effort to get free to get clean. And of course, I eventually did. And, and that is the beautiful thing about this life is we do get to progress. We work through our problems and, and we do become more like Jesus as we uh, submit to his lordship and really let him become the ruler of our lives and the king of our hearts. So, um, so I don't think you can lose your salvation just from struggling with pornography alone. I think it could be that a struggle with porn is coupled with some other things that maybe cause you to question, um, you know, whether or not Jesus is, is a Messiah. Um, maybe that question your or that diminish your commitment to him. And that would be a different conversation. But um, a sexual struggle alone is not enough to negate your salvation. Um, but this is going to take us into question three. How you respond is everything. And, um, and that is really why I wanted to land on this repentance thing, because I really believe with all of my heart that, um, that repentance is probably the best spiritual practice you can engage in for freedom from pornography and holy living. And, um, repentance is not this sort of, um, sorrowful, woe is me, I'm such a terrible person, please don't smite me, God, and um, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I promise I won't do it again. That is not repentance, even though it's often what we think of. We kind of picture the person at the front of the altar, uh, wailing on his knees, begging God to give him another chance. That is not biblical repentance. Um, if you read the, the teachings of Jesus and the Gospels, uh, regularly he would instruct people to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. Repent. He was not saying, uh, you know, come to my feet, tell me all your terrible sins and promise you won't do them again. That, that was not the instruction and it was not the expectation when he said repent. If you look at the, the Greek word for repent, it, it is metanoia. And the, the essence of it is to change your ways. Um, some people say it's to change your thinking. I don't think that's quite right. It's actually to change your ways. And so we must repent 
selectively. Um, and this is why I think it, it, it is much better to, to repent and to really mean it, not just in the moment, but to have really thought it through, to really have a, a heart's intention and something actionable in place that shows you are not just giving lip service, you actually mean what you say. So repentance is is changing your ways. And, and what I mean by this is for us to repent, it does actually mean that we are we are willing to make changes to ourselves and in our lives to to redirect the course, to to no longer fall into those old patterns. Now, this this can get a little bit convoluted in the subject of something like pornography, which can be really up and down, you know, and you can have a few clean months and then, and then fall back into it. I worked with a guy last year who was, um, you know, he, he had struggled for like 25, 30 years with pornography and it had gotten so bad that at one point he was hiring escorts, cheating on his wife, um, just created a whole mess. He got clean, did a 12 step program, was clean for about three years and then basically fell off and was struggling again. And so that's when he reached out to me. And, um, and honestly, it, God did an incredible work in his life. He was, he was basically just flipped, turned upside down, barely recognized the guy when, he, when it was all done. And, um, and it was an amazing process. Um, but it, it goes to show you that, you know, this is kind of what the journey of freedom is like. You, you have really high moments and sometimes you have low moments. And it's, it's that when you're in those places where you're, you struggle, you, you're confronted with a shortcoming, a failure, that there, there's something in uh, the, the mechanisms, there's something in how you're handling things that is leading you to a place of sin, to a, a place that is problems. The important thing here is that you actually repent. It is not just that you feel remorseful. It's not just that you say, God, have mercy on me. It is that you you repent. You, you actually get in there and you figure out why did this happen and what can I do to prevent it from happening in the future? This is the whole, the whole aspect of repentance. It is a comprehensive approach to, um, to lead us into holiness, to, to basically improve the people we are today so that day by day, we become more and more like Jesus. We, be, we become more and more like the person he has made us to be. And, and this is repentance. Now, there's a great scripture in Romans 2, 4, and it says that it is the, the goodness, or some translations say the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And this is always a great reminder that, that the, the object of our focus when we repent, it should not be our sin. It should be his goal, his goodness. It, it, is, it is basically that we are driven to repent, not because we are so, so terrible, but because he is so good. And, and he, has, he has created and modeled a standard for us that we, we cannot resist, that we, we cannot deny. And so when we encounter sin, when we encounter these shortcomings in our lives, repentance. Repentance is the correct response. It is not this, I'm so sorry, God, let's clean the slate and try again. No, instead it's figuring out why did that slate get sullied in the first place? And what am I going to do about it to make sure it doesn't happen again? And it is a process. You, you, you do not repent in a moment and it's one and done. Repentance is an ongoing process. It's something that we are meant to engage in on a regular basis. And because, and because it is not naming the sins or it's not over-focusing on the sins, 
This is why we can do it every day and not get caught up in these patterns of self-pity, um, uh, remorse, uh, self-condemnation or whatever else it might be. And when it is driven by a revelation of God's goodness, his holiness, and his empowerment for us to live good and holy lives as well, then repentance is something we can do daily and it, it, is, it does not have to be uh, burdensome or wearisome. So I hope that that answers the questions a little bit. Um, just to summarize, uh, you know, that first question, do I have to ask for forgiveness every time I slip? I believe the answer is no, you, you do not. Um, but uh, forgiveness might be a part of your response and that's more than okay. Um, but it's, it doesn't have to become this kind of practice that you are asking for forgiveness. And that, of course, is because of question three. So, um, so don't take that out of context. Hear all of this in context with everything else. Uh, question number two is, can I lose my salvation over a struggle with porn? I believe the answer is no. I believe there have to be other elements that would contribute to somebody losing their salvation um, or, or I would say, um, yeah, yeah, separating themselves from God. Uh, porn addiction alone is, um, is not enough uh, based on my understanding of the Bible and my own theology. And number three, um, number three is, should I repent or what does it look like to repent? And we kind of talked about some practical things there and what it looks like. But the answer is yes, you must repent. That is the correct response when you have a slip is to repent. And, and it is really the essence of what we do here at Deep Clean. We really help people learn from their mistakes and we actually call it leveraging. Uh, it is about leveraging your relapses so that you learn from them, you gain useful insights that enable you to prevent them from happening again in the future. And that is really um, the heart of repentance. So um, a, a practical thing that you, can, that you can do if you're struggling with something sexually related and you're wanting to get this cleaned up, you want to engage in repentance. One of the best things you can do is ask yourself two questions. Number one, why did I do it? The most recent time I engaged in this, why did I do it? And and don't settle for fluffy things like, oh, it was just convenient, I was bored, um, I just had some time. I mean, really get to the heart of the matter. Why did you do it? Usually you'll find it is uh, feelings of disconnection, feelings of loneliness, feelings of uh, worthlessness, uh, fear. It might have been driven by fear. It might have been driven by high anxiety or stress. Uh, but really make an effort to identify why. Why did I do it? And your second question to then ask yourself is, what can I do differently next time I feel that way to ensure a different outcome? What can I do differently next time I feel that way? Next time I feel lonely, rejected, isolated, whatever it might be, to ensure a different outcome. And if you ask those two questions, that is a great start to a, a repentance journey of really being able to, um, I would say, proactively respond in a godly way to your shortcomings. Uh, if you want more help with this, this is where you would reach out to your pastors, uh, your spiritual leaders, or a coach, somebody like me. Uh, there's lots of good coaches in this space. It doesn't have to be me. But reach out to somebody who can guide you through the process and really um, keep you accountable and, uh, and make sure that you're, that you're actually you know, living this out and walking it out regularly in your life. So that is everything for today, guys. Thanks so much for listening in. I really hope this helps you become a man of integrity uh, that leads his life with confidence 
And um, I just want to encourage you again that if you have any questions about what was shared, if you have any comments, if you want to know anything more, uh, you can reach out to me. Uh, I do believe we put our email in the show notes. um, But if we don't, you can find me on Instagram. That for sure is in the show notes. Feel free to send me a direct message. I would be happy to hear from you there. Sending lots of love, guys. Uh, Thanks again, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.